You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. The Dan the Give Your Life Away podcast and in the Epistle Project, we move on to a new book. We don't have many left here. Uh, but we come to Second f- Peter, I should say, Second Peter, chapter one, one through fifteen, uh, today for our text. We have five sections here in the book of Second Peter, so it'll take us about a week to do this book, and then we'll move on to First John. So Second Peter one, one to fifteen. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of God and sa- our God and Savior Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me, and I will make every effort so that after my departure you may be able at any time to recall these things. Here in the opening section of Second Peter, we read of the Apostle calling us to a life of holiness. He begins by showing us all the power that we have in Christ Jesus. That's found in the initial verses. He tells us that we have everything that we need for life that pertains to life and godliness. That's quite a statement. Everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. Now, before he tells us how to live, he's telling us that we're able. So so get that as we go into this list of, of areas in our life that we should be growing in. Before he even gets into the, the do this section or the have these qualities, he's telling us that we have enough. We have all we need to live this way. So then in verse, verses 5 through 7, he demonstrates areas in which we should be growing. He gives us some motivation for the growth in verse 8. So again, the power comes, the, the available power then the actual ways he wants us to grow. And then in verse 8, after he wraps up that list, he gives us the motivation. He says that if these qualities are ours and are increasing, they keep us from being unfruitful. There it is. There's the motivation to be fruitful, 
he says that keep us from being unfruitful. But the motivation here is that when we grow, we are being fruitful. Peter knows that a Christian wants to be fruitful for their Lord. And so he says, if you're increasing in these, in these areas, you are being fruitful for the Lord. Now, what if you aren't growing in these areas? What if self-control and brotherly love and all of these areas, they're not growing in you? What's the reason for that? Why is that? What's wrong? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with your perspective? Well, he gives that reason as well. The reason's given in verse 9. It says, For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Did you hear that? This is a huge verse. This is saying that a believer, as a believer, when you are failing to grow, the problem is that you are forgetting the wonder of the gospel. You are acting as though you are blind and can't see back to the great salvation that was granted to you. You can't see the fact that your sins have been forgiven and paid for. The gospel is such a wonderful message that it has the power to produce in you obedience. If you are in a dry period or aren't growing as much as you desire to grow, sometimes we ask the question, why is that? What's wrong with me? What do I need to do? I would encourage you to take the, the prescription here from verse 8 or take, take this, the truth revealed in verse 9, I should say, that, that you're lacking a, a view of God's wonderful saving gospel on your behalf. Because when you think rightly about that and think that all that Jesus Christ did for you, that makes you want to serve him in return, to be fruitful for him. So when you're not growing and you're not um, becoming more godly, oftentimes you're forgetting the wonder of the gospel. You may be feeling like um, you kind of deserve to be right with God and you're not being amazed at the grace that you are given. So, again, failing to live a godly life oftentimes comes because we're forgetting how wonderful our salvation is. Because when we think of that, it propels us into wanting to do more for Christ and to please him and to be fruitful for him. So I would encourage you, if you are in one of these dry seasons or if you are uh, actively in sin, I would encourage you to repent and rehearse the gospel to yourself. Remind yourself of the realities of the gospel, the fact that you've been chosen, that you're holy, that you've been loved. Remind yourself of the fact that your sin has been forgiven, that you've been made a new creation. Remind yourself that you are now in Christ, whereas before you were in Adam. Maybe read uh, early uh, sections of some of Paul's letters, which rehearse the gospel clearly. Read and meditate on Romans 1 through 11. Read and meditate on Ephesians 1 through 3. Read and meditate on Colossians 1 to 2. It's interesting that in many of these letters, Paul writes about the wonder of the gospel and then he tells us what to do in life. That fits with what Peter's saying here. The apostles believed that a person so enamored with being a recipient of the grace of God would be motivated to live life for him. I'd encourage you to pray that the realities of your salvation in the past would motivate you and empower you to live in a way that is fruitful for your Lord and Savior. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. 
for Give Your Life Away. We are alive in Christ.